what's going on and how the hell are you doing? Ah, doing pretty good, my brother. Doing pretty good. Hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit, ready to talk a little bit of football today. Hell yeah, sounds like a plan to me, man. Let's talk about these 2021 Auburn Tigers. What about those Tigers, man? I mean, they had a little bit of a, a merry-go-round season, too, it seems like. They, uh, coming off of a six-win, seven-loss season, I mean, they... They had the highs and they had the lows. I mean, they, you know, starting out, they looked like they were going to be just, you know, the cream of the crop out there. And, you know, I, I thought that they actually had a chance to compete with, you know, the the LSUs and, you know, everything like that, man. But what do you think? I don't know. It's like I said, they started off looking up and coming. I mean, Looked like a damn little Caesar's pizza, hot and ready. <laughs> <laughs> they they sure did, man. I mean, they, they came out and was playing some damn good football, but uh, they just hit a roadblock and stumbled up over their own feet, so to speak. And I don't know, it just got a little bad and a little worse, and ended the year off. You're getting your butt kicked by Houston. Houston. Yes, sir. Losing seventeen thirteen to finish out your year six and seven, and they started off, I think, four and one, something like that. Yeah, something like that, man. They they started out real hot, like I said, real heavy, looking like they were going to be a real contender out there in the West. But uh, you know, I guess the other teams had a, had something a little bit different in mind. Yeah, man, no doubt. And I just I kind of hate it, but you have to wonder a little bit what happened. Because I mean, but there was one point this year. Hell, I remember they were screaming Bo Nix for Heisman and. Well, you never know Bo Nix to be that great, but uh, hell, he put up a good year. Tanks Bigby had another great year. I mean, back to back thousand yard seasons for Bigsby, so that's something to be proud of. And absolutely, man. And something happened with Bo Nix, and they uh, actually brought T.J. Finley, a transfer from LSU, in and actually played a couple of games. Yeah, Bo Nix got hurt, and then he announced after that that uh, he was looking to transfer, but it just. All right, then. <laughs> Keep on rolling, driver. That's right, but uh, <laughs> you just look at the season, man. They started off 2-0, then they lost but they lost Penn State, but then when their next two games, so they really started off 4-1, like I said. Yeah. I mean, look at these scores. Akron, 60-10. Bama State, 62-0. Don't get me wrong, dumpster fire programs. Go to Penn State, lose by eight points. Not great, but at the same time, I mean – it's Penn State. Yeah, then yeah. You, then you go to Georgia State, win 34-24. I mean, Georgia State's not no powerhouse by no means, but that is definitely a school that could upset you on any given week. Yeah. <clears throat> then you go to Ed Orgeron, win 24-19, and then you play Georgia. Georgia. And as we all seen this year, besides <laughs> Bama and SEC Championship, you play Georgia – you get smacked in the mouth, and I mean it was no different for Auburn. They went down thirty-four ten, but they followed it up back to back good performances at Arkansas, winning thirty-eight twenty-three. That's a very good team Sam Pittman put together. Absolutely, man. Arkansas, another team that was thought to be able to compete this year. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, but they played their asses off Absolutely, all year. Absolutely, man. And then the following week after that, played Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, beat them out thirty-one to twenty. Choo-choo, lane train got derailed. Yes, sir. And that's with 
what a lot of people said was the best quarterback in offensive attack in all of college football this past year. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. Lane Kiffin is no joke out there at Ole Miss. I mean, you know, he's – any given day he could beat any program out there. No doubt. And then after that Ole Miss game, I mean, hell, at that point you're 6-2. and two. Mm-hmm. That's very respectable. Mm-hmm. And then they go on to lose the next five games straight. Including South Carolina, Mississippi State. Yeah, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Bama, and then Houston in the bowl game. Yes, sir. I mean, that, that Houston game is a little bit embarrassing, though, man. As an SEC team, you should be able to take them out to the train yard. I mean, Houston didn't lose but two games this past year. But like you said, I mean, that's a Conference USA team. I think they're Conference USA. I believe they are Conference USA. Playing at SEC school and – Auburn's supposed to be an SEC powerhouse. Absolutely, man. Year in and year out, man. It. I don't know. For first-year head coach, uh, Brian Harson, man, this – I mean, like, like you said, man, they started out real hot. But I don't know if he just lost the trust in the team or if Bo Nick's going down with injury or, you know, what exactly happened if, you know, I, I just – I really can't say for certain. I don't know. I mean, Harson is that his last name? Yeah, Brian Harson. You kind of wonder a little bit if he got a little in over his head, maybe. I don't know, got off to too hard of a start. But one thing for sure, you look at all of the assistant coaches, all of them left. Yeah. And they say they're firing, but then none of the assistant coaches so far have had really Anything good to say about them? None. None whatsoever. I mean, the only thing that I've heard good is players that are jockeying for position in that program are actually saying good things about them. But, I mean, other than that, man, but, you know, when you think about it, you're taking the head coaching job at Auburn, one of the most storied programs in the SEC, after spending seven seasons at Boise State as their head coach. Look at the difference in play between Boise State in Auburn, or just the SEC, that conference in the SEC. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. It's two total different calibers of teams you're playing against, calibers of teams you're coaching against. Mm-hmm. And I just – you got to wonder what the hell the deal was. I mean, you look at Derek Mason. He left Auburn to take a pay cut to go to Oklahoma State as a defense coordinator. You look what Derek Mason did this past year in total defense – Yard, or excuse me, yards per game, they were 59th in the nation. Right. Not great. But then you look at the Russian defense, 27th in the nation. That's pretty respectable. Yep. Passing defense, 92nd. Not so hot. <laughs> None at but all. But then you look at points per game. Only gave up 21.8 points per game, which is good enough for 28th in the nation. A lot of bend-don't-break mentality there. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And this defense, as far as their secondary goes, I mean, they were like Swiss cheese. There was a lot of holes, really miscommunications back there, broken coverages. I mean, it just – and it just seemed like they they just wanted to key more so on the run than really the pass half the time too. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, rushing coverages that, that they were doing that I saw as well. Well, my thing that I noticed with them is they gave up a lot of yards out there in open field. 
But once you got down to the red zone, this was one of the best red zone defenses in college football. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, very good point. You know, they were the quintessential bend-but-don't-break defense. That's right, man. I mean, really, really and truly, I don't care. I really don't care how many yards you put up on me. You don't want to see too many, but at the same time, if you can keep those points down. Oh, yeah. Hey, we can make that work. I mean, you win a game winning one to nothing. Yeah. I mean, it don't matter just as long as you're up on that scoreboard, how many yards you get, it's all about the points that you can put up. No doubt. And the, the best defense is out there, man. I mean, look at, you know, some of the, the big-time defenses and, you know, the NFL, like the old Steel Curtain Pittsburgh Steelers, man, they, they were a lot of a bend but don't break. I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you, you gotta, you got to keep points off of the board. Well, no doubt, man. I mean, college football today is a game of touchdowns. It's not a game of field goals. No. If you're kicking field goals instead of getting touchdowns, a lot of these teams, man, your chances ain't very good at winning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's just – I don't know, man. It's just kind of confusing how a team could beat Arkansas and Mississippi back-to-back weeks like that. And then you fall to Texas A&M, which A&M, I mean, that's a pretty good team. Yeah, A&M, I mean, I, that's that's forgiven. But, I mean, you look at losing to a team like Penn State. Don't get me wrong, Penn State is Penn State. They're a Big Ten team. They've got a pretty decent conference out, up there in the Big Ten. Losing to South Carolina. <laughs> I was about to get to that. Hell, losing to Mississippi State. Mississippi State was decent, but, I mean, that's not no, that's not no powerhouse this year. They dropped some – they dropped some serious games, too. So, you yeah. lose to Mississippi State. You lose to South Carolina. You take Bama down to the wire, lose by two points, which, I mean, granted, it's the Iron Bowl. In overtime. Yeah, and that is the Iron Bowl. Anybody can win that damn game every Absolutely. year. I don't care if Auburn's 0-10. Don't count them out. And then you go down and you lose to Houston, and your offense only manages to put up 13 points against Houston. Yeah. Only 17 points against South Carolina. But you look at most of these games, man, I mean, their offense was not bad. No, no, they really wasn't bad at all, man. I mean, they they had some good yardage, man. I mean, Mike Bobo, I mean, as bad as I don't like this guy, he is a very good offensive coordinator, very good play call. And he's – especially with the run game, man, I mean – Look at Tanks Bigsby. Absolutely. I mean, a 1,000-yard rusher, dude. Absolutely, man. He he was one yard shy of 1,100 yards. Yes, sir. That'll piss you off. <laughs> Quick, fast, and in a hurry, boy. But then you look behind Bigsby, Jarquez Hunter, 593 yards. Then you got Bo Nix, your quarterback, another 168 yards. Absolutely. I love to see, though, two tailbacks – have way more rushing yardage than your quarterback. That is nice to see. That's a good formula to have. Absolutely, man. That's <laughs> that's a winning formula. Unfortunately, it wasn't for Auburn this year. Not for Auburn, but, I mean, they were bowl eligible. They were. They should have. They lost games they shouldn't have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't do that. Absolutely, man. And, I mean, if you look at the stats, though, for offense – Rushing yards per game, 
you're looking at 161.2, which ranks 66th in the league. Which is right there, dead middle of the pack. Dead middle of the pack, yes, sir. Yards per game, total yards, 386.9, also at 66th in the nation. Right dead smack diddle, smack dab in the middle. Diddle. Diddle. <laughs> <laughs> the hell of a diddle. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And then passing yards game, 225.7. That's 61st in the league. And then points per game, 28.3, 67th in the league. And, I mean, a lot of this is middle of the pack. But, really, you look at those last couple games of the year, that's what Randy's stats down before that, man. It was on a roll. Absolutely, man. The, the last, what, five, six games is what really – what really made the season for them, man? I mean, you can win big games. Great. That's good. Good job. You can't drop five straight, though. But you can't drop five straight, and you can't lose to teams that you should beat, like South Carolina. Which one thing you can say is Bo Nix, he did go down with injury. I think he went down in the – I want to say he went down in the very beginning of the Texas A&M game. Or he got hurt at the very end of the Mississippi game they won. I cannot remember. But I know he went down with injury. T.J. Finley came in there. He went down the game before they played South Carolina. All right, so that would have been Mississippi State. Yeah, because South Carolina was the first game T.J. Finley started. He started two full games. Three. Three full games. Okay. Yeah, he started three games. Had 128 attempts, 70 completions with 827 yards in three games. Threw one interception and six touchdowns. <coughs> and ain't nothing wrong with those stats. Not at all. Not at all. For three games, that's a mark of a good quarterback. No, he's, he's pretty good, man. I mean, yeah. you look when he stepped in for LSU last year. He made a lot of teams look stupid. And I'm telling you, man. Out there at quarterback, he makes everybody look small. Man is six foot seven. I think he weighs right at two. I want to say two twenty. Built just like Dante Culpepper. Yes, sir. Thick. And I mean, if you watch that South Carolina game, I believe it was Jabari Ellis put a hit on this man, and he just bounced off like Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, man, it was. It was not a pretty sight. <laughs> I mean, the dude's a player. But one thing I noticed is. His confidence, don't get me wrong, he's, he had a lot of poise, but it seemed mm-hmm. like once you turned the pressure up on him, he had a little bit of trust issues, it seemed like, with his offensive line. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And He was taking off a lot of times when the pressure wasn't coming. Hearing footsteps, I guess. Hearing footsteps, yes, sir, yes, sir. I guess he got hit one too many times, but in – Coming from LSU, I could almost understand that because they they did have a little bit of a lesser offensive line. But at the same time, man, I mean, as big of a boy as what you are, stay in that pocket, get out when you have to, and, you know, just just make plays, man. Trust your instincts. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt at all. It's just – I don't know. I really don't know. And, I mean, last year Auburn had a bad problem with interceptions. This year they only threw four interceptions yeah. the whole season. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you cured your turnover problem there. But 
it's it's crazy. It's just it's really really crazy how it's like a switch flipped. I mean to drop five straight games. I mean you think about it now. Five that's over a month. Yeah. Of losing. About a, a month and a week. It, it's really. I'll be honest, it's kind of ironic that they got bowl eligible. Normally, a team loses out that bad at the end of the year, they don't get a bowl grant. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. But they were able to win their six games before the decline. I reckon it's just. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. It's just, this is a hard one to call. And it had a lot of good things. Yeah, and. There's no wonder, just judging by the last five games of the season, that Brian Harson was really on on the block, really on the hot seat. They were looking to try to get rid of him. He didn't really even get on the block until after the season was over. Yeah, I mean, there was some after off-the-field issues that had happened. But, you know, at the same time, the, the assistant coaches don't like him. Fired Mike Bobo after the first season. Brought in an offensive coordinator, and he quit like two weeks into the job. Yeah, no doubt. It's, I don't know. It's just it's, it's really hard to call. Is it? So I'm wondering if it's trust issues with the players, if he's on them too hard and just lost all respect that they had for him starting out in the season once – the going got tough? Or is it something like a cancer inside of the locker room? I don't think it's a cancer inside the locker room, I think. I'll give you a good example. Jim Harwell. Yep. A lot of people say Jim Harwell, great coach, great college football coach, but they said over time what he was known for, as they said, he just he's known for just wearing you down. Right. He's grinding you down. It gets to a point where the players don't want to play no more. Assistant coaches are burned out on the guy. Everybody just gets burned out on him. And I just kind of right. wonder if Harson maybe – it wasn't even a full year, but maybe when the losing started happening back-to-back, he just wore everybody down. Instead of, instead of kind of collecting himself, he kind of went in panic mode and scorched earth. And, right. Right, but you would think with seven seasons as a head coach previously. I mean, well, you... Boise State. What's Boise State been known for for the longest time? Going undefeated, 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 losing. Hell, Boise State lost four games. It's been a horrible year. Yeah. But even then, nobody cares. If Boise State wins six games, cool. If they win 12 games, cool. There's no expectations. Right, right. At Auburn – I mean, you're you're in the same boat as the Florida Gators, LSU, <laughs> all those guys at Auburn, man. You're expected to win. I mean, you look at the coach. What the hell was it? Gus Malzahn? Malzahn. Malzahn did damn good with Auburn. Yes, he did. He was not no bad coach. No, not at all, man. I think it was a mistake letting him go. Exactly, but he had one off year, really, one year where he didn't perform up to their standards. I think he had one down year, and then the previous year was a so-so year, I think. Yeah. But Auburn, man, it's, you're expected to contend for championships every year. You're expected to contend for that SEC West. Yeah. Year in, year out, point blank period. And when you go six and seven, 
You ain't contending for a championship. Hell, you you the bottom of the barrel. Absolutely not. When you play a team like Houston in a bowl game, that's an embarrassing year for you. I think they would almost rather not make the bowl game. I mean, when you lose four games in your season and then go to the bowl game, lose one more, that's five straight losses. That's that's not the Auburn Tiger way. And I feel like maybe after he lost – I say probably after that Mississippi State game. Yeah. It was just like they got the wind knocked out of them. And they came back and they put up a good fight against Bama. But the South Carolina game, man, they just a lot of mental mistakes. and A lot of bad play calls, though. There was a lot of, there was a lot of bad play calls in there. But, I mean, mental mistakes. Look, yeah. at, what, look at what cost them the game. Punt return, not getting away from the ball. Yep. Ball hit his leg. Carolina falls on it. Carolina ball. Yep, absolutely. They literally could have put that game away right then and there. Or, excuse me, they could have had a chance to go down and score Yep. and win the game, but instead, that was game, ball yep. game. And then uh, right before the punt, I believe, it was either a series before maybe even a series after, they were on a drive. They had like fourth and – I want to say fourth and three, fourth and four. Tank Bigsby's been running the ball all over this South Carolina defense, and you'd like elect to throw the ball. It wasn't even a short throw. It was down the field. Yeah. Kid overthrew him by a mile, unfortunately. Yep. So, I mean, there's some play calling issues, but first time in the SEC, I expect some mistakes. But it's like he was trying too hard. Yeah. I can 100% agree with that. He was definitely definitely trying way too hard and trying to make a name for himself his first season out. I mean, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Bama. All those games were lost. Hell, you throw in Houston in there, okay? That's one, two, three, four games in a row that were lost by nine points or less. Yeah. I mean, after South Carolina, that's four-point loss. Bama's two-point loss. Houston, four-point loss. Yep. That's ten points between three of those damn games that you lost by. Absolutely, man. And, you know, I mean, I just don't don't even know know really what to say that might have caused that, man. Just penalties. Bad luck. Bad luck, yeah. But – you you can't press. You can't press yourself to win games, man. It's just, you know, you got to go out there and play the game. You got to play the game loose if you're pressing too hard, especially if you're pressing your team too hard, which makes them press. Man, There's that's, that's going to cause mistakes. Yeah, I can see that for sure. And, I mean, also, you look at the end of the year, Bo Nix transferred out. Hell, Bigsby entered the transfer portal, but then he decided to stay. Mm-hmm. But – I mean, that right there, man, that's kind of a your two best players on the offense saying, hey, I don't know if I want to come back or not. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. Tank Bigsby was a big surprise being in the portal for the amount of time that he was in. You know, he, he could be the best running back in the league right now. In the SEC for sure. Yeah. And he just – to lose a piece like that, man, it's – it's crippling, and, you know, you kind of wonder if 
Coach Harson didn't pull out some sort of a miracle with the uh, NIL deal. I don't know what it was, but something had to happen. I mean, maybe he he originally went to Auburn, so maybe he definitely was a Auburn man. Right. You can't throw him under the bus right off the rip. It's just something, I don't know, something's not clicking. No. It's not adding up to me. OC, you fire your OC, and then the next one comes in there, and within two weeks, quits. Yeah. Things don't add up. No, there's there's definitely something that either an attitude issue or just can't work well with others or just, I don't know. I really don't know. And don't get me wrong, man. It, it, it's not that I don't like Brian Harson. I, I I think he will be a good coach in the SEC. He's just got to quit pressing and quit grinding, grinding everybody down, you know. Yeah, 2022 is going to be a telltale story. Yeah. yeah, this is going to be a make-or-break year, I believe, since he was already on the hot seat in the offseason. If if it don't go well, I'd say you're looking for another head coach next season. Well, the only reason he's on the hot seat in the offseason was because – or, excuse me, the only reason he's coming back basically is because they didn't want to pay a buyout. Right. And he's walking a very thin line and – I mean, he pretty much acted like he really didn't give a damn the whole time. So Yeah, pretty much. He was on vacation the entire time. So, I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> old War Eagle, man. I don't know about that. I think that War Eagle's flying a little bit low right now. But he can, he can come back to dominance. He really can. Yeah, he can. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to understand is a really tough situation, especially going forward. I mean, this past year you had a lot of bright spots. You had Tanks Big B Bo Nix, your defense made some incredible plays throughout the year. Yeah. And looked really good. Your team is not lacking talent. Real realistically, besides the quarterback position, this this roster to me is one of the more loaded, talented rosters coming back in college football. But at the same time, so was Florida this past year. Yeah. And it's kind of like how the Florida situation was. If you don't have a coach that's bought in, attitude runs downhill. Yeah, absolutely. Rubs off on everybody. Absolutely, man. Attitude can run through your program like a wildfire. It really can. Yeah, no doubt. If the head coach don't care, your players aren't going to care. It's a sticky situation, and if the head coach feels like he's not wanted, then he's definitely not going to care. But oh, yeah. at the same time, he might come out with a chip on his shoulder this year. He got something to prove and go out there and do the damn thing. So it's a really hard one to call. It really is. It really is, man. And the thing about Auburn, any given year, no matter what's going on with the program, they can either come out and they can dominate or they can crash and burn. They've always struck me as a very consistent 9-3 and three team. Absolutely. Absolutely. But eight and four, I feel like at Auburn, though, 8-4 <laughs> and four is at least the standard. 
Yeah. You can't at least go eight and four. You getting up out of there? Anything less than eight and four, seven and five, is a fire dump. Fire dumpsters, a dumpster on fire season. What the hell? Spit it out. There, <laughs> but it, but it, but that's all, folks. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just look back at some of the games, the LSU game. That was a brawl all the way through, and yeah. Auburn, I'll be honest with you, Auburn tried to give it to them a few times just off some play calls and different things like that. But they hunkered down and they pulled it out. But you can't you can't be in close games every week and win them. Sooner no. or later, you're going to start losing those things, especially against teams that you're not supposed to be in a close game with. I Absolutely. Mean, that South Carolina game, hell, I think Auburn was favored, what, 10 points, 15 points? I think it was like a 12 or 14-point favorite. It was it was pretty bad. Not as bad as the Florida game. And it's kind of like – no, no, no. But uh, <laughs> it's kind of like once they got out there, they started off pretty hot every game. Yeah. <clears throat> But once they got out there, if they couldn't put you away completely in the first quarter, it was like their heart started shrinking a little bit as the game went on. And it was like, oh, no. Yep, exactly, man. The, like The mistakes started coming out. And... Yep. For example, in the second quarter of that uh, South Carolina game, Auburn was up 14 to nothing, had South Carolina – Fourth and three, South Carolina goes for it on fourth down, throws a little screen pass out to Z. White. Z. White takes it to the house to get on the board. And after that, it was all downhill for Auburn. Yeah, it really was. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of like the Bama game, but I mean, they was up on Bama. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. I thought it was going to smoke Bama's ass. I did, too. I really did, too. And then once Bama got on the board, all of a sudden they scored again and again. And all of a sudden it was, oh, damn, um, are y'all going to put this team away or what's going to happen <laughs> here? And it's, it's kind of like we said the other week. We swear one team makes some adjustments. They get out on you early, but once the other team makes some adjustments, it's like they couldn't adjust to counter it, to stay ahead. Yep. They just stuck with the original game plan all the way through, and if the other team makes adjustments, well, we're just going to hope like hell they don't catch us in time. Live it on a prayer. Yes. It's a tough situation. It really is, man. It really is. And, again, Auburn – is a top-tier team in the SEC. They're one of the flagship teams for the SEC. They can get all the talent that they want just because their name is Auburn. But you got to be able to mold that talent, be able to coach that talent, and make adjustments to be able to, to lead the team to the victory. That's exactly right, man. You got to be able to finish these things out. Every team, well, not every team, but 
you're going to have losses. And I'd rather see a team get their ass kicked than repetitively lose close game after close game. If you're losing all your close games, you're not winning none of the close games. I don't care about how many you win by a blowout. If you can't win the close ones, it kind of tells me, okay, this team gets in a fist fight. Either they're not able to adjust to stop it or their heart shrinks. It's kind of like, what's the deal here, man? Yeah, you get smacked in the mouth, man, and you could tell the grit by a man once he gets smacked in the mouth what happens next. It's like the old Mike Tyson saying, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yes, sir. But I do have a question for you. Oh, hell, I might have an answer. What is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And I believe that's what happened the last five games of this Auburn season. It definitely seems that way. It definitely seems that way. And it got a little worse. It got a little worse the longer it went, except against Bama. Yep. That game, I don't understand. Like, Bama, they came out and they played their asses off. And then when I said, after I watched the Bama game and I seen Auburn was playing Houston, I said, well, Auburn's going in this year on a high note. Yeah. I mean, I was expecting them to go out there and just blow Houston, slap out the damn water. Yeah, absolutely, man. It should have been a f- murder. I wasn't expecting a massacre, but damn. I mean, you got a two-loss Houston team. So that they're not bad, but... I mean, they just went out there and went toe-to-toe with Bama, the same team that smoked Georgia's ass in the SEC championship. So I'm yep. sitting here saying, okay, you had some problems. You obviously got it figured out. So we're going to go into this thing here and dominate. Yeah, and after a season... Like what you just had, man, you want to end it on a high note. You want to be able to go, you know, go on you know, hiatus with a win, with a victory. That way you've got a good feeling in the program, man. Now with this loss, especially to Houston, Bo, it's, it's panic mode right now for Auburn. It's got to be a little bit of panic mode. It's going to it's gonna hurt. I guess you could say the morale of the team. But I think what hurt it more than anything was the university just going after Harson. I mean, it was that's kind of an awkward situation when your university is making it that obvious that we're doing everything we can to fire this guy. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's they started an, invest, an open investigation – start asking questions, and then they pass a rule to where if you don't answer the questions, you lose your job. Yeah, I mean, they were changing policies, all kinds of stuff, trying to make find a way to get this guy out of there without paying a payout. Absolutely. And then when you bring him back, at that point you almost, I hate to say it, but at that point you almost have to, you have to finish the job. You have to cut the coat. Damn, they didn't finish the job with nothing this year. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of that. I hate to say it, but, uh, I mean, when you go that far, you, just, you, you almost have to finish the job because now when you bring them back, all the recruits out there are sitting there saying, this guy's preaching to me how he wants me to buy into his program, but hell, the university's trying to fire his ass. Yep. I don't know what to believe here. They want me to 
They want me to buy into the program, but the program ain't buying into them? What's up here? I mean, when you make your recruiting pitch, can you also show me the candidates for your job so I know what all to expect? <laughs> I mean, come on now. Son of a gun. <laughs> that's, that's a bit of a damn fiasco. I mean, talk about shooting yourself in the foot like, Auburn, this is, if there's a way to handle the situation, this was not it. Yeah, and especially as an offensive player being recruited, man. Okay, so last season, Mike Bobo was the offensive coordinator. I was recruited as Bobo being the offensive coordinator. In the season, Bobo gets fired, so I now have no offensive coordinator. They hire an offensive coordinator, so yay, I've got my OC. Two weeks later, he quits. What the hell? Might have got in there and saw what the university was doing. I was like, ah, I'm out of this shit. <laughs> Deuces. Uh, on second thought, I don't think I'm going to buy a house. I'm just going to ease on out of here. Appreciate it. Like Homer Simpson going back into the bushes? Yeah. <laughs> Calling back home to the wife. Hey, you didn't rent that U-Haul truck, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Just keep that money. We'll figure something else out. Good grief. I mean, <laughs> I hate to rag on a team, Bo, but damn. I mean, it's well-deserved, though, man. It it really is. I mean, Auburn, don't get me wrong, I don't hate them, but with everything that's going on, that dumpster fire that they've got, man, it's it's still smoldering, really. It really is. I mean, you look at the damn the university. I mean, it's just like an Auburn football game the last five weeks of the year. Yeah. You sit there, you're like, okay. We got them in the crosshairs. All right. We got the ball on the 20. It's fourth and one. Game's on the line. All we got to do, we got the best running back in the league. One of the better O-lines of run blocking. Halfback dive and we can seal this thing. Halfback mm-hmm. dive, we can seal this thing. And all of a sudden we get out there and the defense lines up and we say, oh, shit, call a timeout. Bring the team <laughs> back over. On second thought, Hail Mary. Hail Mary. Hail Mary. <laughs> <laughs> then it's an incomplete pass, and they all of a sudden they're saying, oh, damn, um, hey, buddy. <laughs> you know we were just kidding, right? Hey, buddy, you know, I, we, we still love you. Um, please don't take anything we did personally. But uh, I'm only joking, man. <laughs> Be a whole lot cooler if you accepted my apology. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. He should have quit. He really should have. Could have been like old Doc Holliday in Tombstone. I was just playing. I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a... But then if he quit, the, the university gets their wish and don't have to buy, uh, pay him a buyout. Yeah, when you got millions of dollars on the line, I guess you can kind of just say, Nah, <laughs> you going to fire me. <laughs> you going to fire me, buddy. I ain't quitting. Not this one. I ain't quitting. Nah. (laughs) It's just, damn, what a rough situation. It really is, man. Like I said, the dumpster fire is still smoldering. We'll see. You know, I guess spring game will give us our first indication if it's still smoldering or if they've actually got the flame out yet. Yeah, I'm excited about spring game. Give me an idea what to look at. It doesn't help none, though, when the coach you fire, Gus Malzahn, goes to Central Florida. Takes them to the postseason and kicks Florida <laughs> in the teeth. Beats a SEC t- school. And the great thing about it all, man, we're just a little bit over two weeks away from the beginning of practice. Damn, it is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. 
It's kind of like Thanksgiving. <laughs> Christmas morning. No, no, no. It's Thanksgiving. Christmas Because yeah. you're eating your meal, and now you know. All right. Once we get past this, next stop's Christmas. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And you get a good little meal that holds you off till Christmas. Hey. I mean. Yep. Absolutely, man. I, I see it. Absolutely. That That's actually a good a good call. Didn't think about it that way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of like how Auburn's wanting to eat at old boy's job. <laughs> what a train wreck. Absolutely, man. And you can't look away. No, you can't. And Auburn fans, I am not hating on y'all. I don't have a problem with Auburn. I actually like them. But y'all got to figure it Y'all got y'all need marriage counseling down there. They need some marriage counseling. Not only marriage counseling, man. They need they need something. They need more than marriage counseling. It's like a married couple and they're like, Hey, I know you've been looking at someone else. I know I done looked at the caller ID. I seen you call the divorce the divorce lawyer. So <laughs> I know what's up. I know what you're trying to do here. And then they say, Well, let's work things out. We can make it work. Hold up, hold up. Are you just saying that because you didn't have the money for the attorney? What's going on here now? I mean, <laughs> hold up. Something ain't right here. There, there needs to be some marriage counseling going on down there, buddy. <laughs> kind of like maybe the Sopranos situation, you remember? Gracious. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, mm. Auburn fans, I wish y'all luck. I can't wait to see the spring game to get a little better idea of what's going on down there, but that's about all I got for y'all. Yeah, yeah, man. Take y'all some volume and just sit back and just watch this dumpster fire and see what happens next. You can't call the dumpster fire. It's Auburn. You don't ever know year to year what the hell you're going to get. We can't call the dumpster fire. <laughs> all right. It'll train wreck. I'll can't. use your word, train wreck. It's just, ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Ain't no telling what's going to happen here. Is the train going to come off tracks and it's going to be a wreck, or is it going to hook back up and keep on rolling? Yeah, right now it's on two, I guess you'd talk, call oh, it's on wheels. Two, it's on two wheels going around a curve down a, down a damn mountain. Running 90 mile an hour. Yes, sir. It's getting a little top heavy. No brakes. None. But uh, that's all I got for this team, man. You got anything you want to add? I ain't got anything, man. I ain't got nothing else. Uh, we've pretty much touched on everything that I wanted to touch on. But I do want to say thank you to everybody and – you know, look at us on Facebook, Twitter. Messages, man. Talk some football. Tell us what you think about this Auburn team. What's next for them? Absolutely. And uh, our next episode we come back on, we're going to be talking about the North Carolina Tar Heels. North Carolina Tar Heels, baby. Oh, Mac Brown, Sam Howell, and the boys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That would be a very good one. I'm excited to get in to something a little, a little – I don't know, a little more cheerful than this Auburn team because, damn, this is a depressing situation. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, I hope you all take care. You all have a good evening, good afternoon, whatever whatever the hell you want to call it. And uh, keep them drinks cold and keep them chains moving. Absolutely. We love you all, and we'll see you next time. Yes, sir. We're out.